0: It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boom, Miss Rusty. What's up, everyone? It is Tuesday here in America. I don't know. Wherever you are. That's where I am uh, today. So welcome to the Public Access Podcast, the p- podcast here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network. <laughs> yeah. I'm your host, Rusty Diamond. And I want to say, check out the other podcasts here on the network, such as When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is It with Lizzie and Say by the Ben check out our videos there's a lot of them up on the youtube channel or rumble channel as well as anywhere you listen to podcasts you can find these shows so again that's because our sponsors such as fred van savage's buck stoner eats productions hardcore entertainment hypnosis is great and sockemup.org so thank you everybody for being here if you guys want, you can call in. I'll play stuff on the air, whether it's you want to you know, talk shit to me if you or you want to tell me how much you love the show, things you want to say about the show. Or if you just want to talk about whatever, maybe you want to give a shout out to your company, go for it. You can play it. Uh, you can say it. I'll play it, probably. You can leave a message, 503-974-6420. Maybe you don't like leaving messages, and you're like, hey, I don't like leaving messages.
1: Messages? Messages? We don't leave no speaking messages.
0: But I need messages, so leave them for me. And you guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Again, numbers are growing, audience is growing. I need more interaction with you guys, though. You guys are listening, but you're not wanting to interact very much that's okay if you don't but i like it if you would because the show's for you let me know what you guys want to hear who you guys want me to bring back because i'm bringing someone back right now i had on i want to say three months ago because that's my rule for the most part is three months and then you can come on again and this is someone who's been on before so i'm gonna bring out my special guest right here right now we have gloria Haas. how are you doing gloria Pretty good, Rusty. How are you? Ah, uh, not not too shabby today. I'm uh, just yeah working on a few things here. Uh, you know, dealing dealing with some mail stuff. Uh, M A I L, uh, shipping shipping things. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's all part of the game. It's all part of the uh, buying and selling stuff that I thought I would get out of, but I decided. I can't, I don't know, I can't get away from it, but I can't, uh, I don't want to buy a store ever again. That's something I never think I want to do ever again. I'm not going to say ever, but I don't think I want to own some sort of uh, commercial property or rent a commercial property ever again. I don't think there's much need for it as much anymore anymore.
2: No. And, the, you know, your insurance and the rent is a lot of overhead.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, that's money you have to make every month. That's just kind of going away. And I mean, sometimes it's just so, you know, oh, because I have a store or I have an office just to kind of say that I have a store or office. But in reality, I'm having to work extra hard just to make ends meet. And then be able to turn a profit where as I can work from home not to pay that and I don't have to go into some place that I think that every time I walk in the door like I have to pay for this every time I'm walking in here but what you gonna do what you gonna do I sold it but uh that, that was a nice day that was a happy day for me that was like I think about a year ago just about that I sold it. Once I found out that I was leaving where I was living last, I was I was very fast to say, "All right, let's let's sell this place, just get rid of it all." And that was a great feeling. And uh, yeah, so I mean, you're so you're able to do your work from wherever, correct?
2: Yeah, I do it from home. I have a little area that I call my office. <laughs> And then
0: you get to write that off on your taxes as well, since you're using that as an office space. Um, So, I mean, yeah, may as well have it at home. And so, uh, so if you have someone that lives near you, do you ever do any meetings in person or is it all um, is it all digital?
2: It's all digital because of COVID and also it's with my schedule as packed as it is, it's just easier to schedule a time online than it is for me for you know the for driving and coming back and the whole thing. I'm gone for like three hours. And absolutely, yeah. This way yeah. I can stay at home and I'm only, you know, a, I'm only busy for actually an hour. And then I can take some downtime, like 15, 20 minutes, take a breather. And I don't have to hit the ground running as if I were outside the office and have to check my emails, check my calls, schedule when I'm going to return them, you know? Right. And so what what do you like to do during your
0: downtime of 15 minutes or so?
2: Sometimes I take a power nap
0: excellent can you can you get a power nap going and and uh like does it take you very long to uh get into power nap to
2: like fall asleep not if i'm that tired and other times i just relax and i do meditation and how how's
0: that coming back uh after a power nap or meditation as opposed to i guess as opposed to not having either one of those I mean, how yeah. much of a difference can you see?
2: i I see a pretty good difference. I'm calm, I'm relaxed, and sometimes it's like, I'd rather watch a movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I
0: mean, and you have that uh, choice too. You have that choice to watch mm-hmm. a movie if you feel like it, and you don't have to, you know, you can just hold off for a little bit and um you know, schedule your calls for a little later and yeah it's, it's pretty nice being able to do that and being able to have that flexibility and yeah plus not having to to drive anywhere is a, a huge bonus um i mean i my car barely moves anymore i i don't know why my insurance still costs as much as it does but uh, yeah i don't drive too often i just kind of hang out at home. It's pretty nice. And um, so, okay. So in in your background here, if you guys are listening and maybe not, or if you're watching, you can see this in the background. So uh, first annual healing conference. So where, where is it virtual? Is this uh, there? This is virtual too, right? It's virtual on Zoom. It's free.
2: Oh, and, I'm, okay. and don't worry, I'm not going to have any sales pitches and hard sales. This is a healing conference. I'm having four speakers. One, will, um Shahara Fernando will be talking about angel alchemy and what she does, and there will be demonstrations on all four sessions. And it'll start at 9 a.m. and, end, and in the morning, California time, and end at 12:30 in the afternoon. And then I will be having William Elder come on and explain agape cards and demonstrate what that's about. And Libby Goldark will be coming in from Australia. And she will be speaking about kinesiology for anxiety. And I get to be a guinea pig on that one. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: That's it. And uh, through uh, Zoom. It's, doing, all, uh, it's doing... all through Zoom. Yeah. Okay. And you and, get to be guinea pig so she she's able to do it uh through zoom
2: yes Uh, she says that and we're going to demonstrate on how that is done so that will be interesting and i will be the last speaker and i'll be doing a group healing from you know head to toe healing and i'm excited about that we have there's space for 80 more people
0: and so are you putting this
2: on yes i am i'm putting it on and um people will need to email me to be able to register because and to receive the zoom link because i'm not just going to throw it out there to people who might want to come in and spam their business and stuff like that but i have the chat to where everything comes to me directly so i don't want to have to be policing you know the the activity while i need to be um, Pre- helping with the presentation and and things like that. And so that's why I, I do it. I'm doing it this way. And also, I can't remember what I was gonna say.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, you're talking about uh, the, the people you have booked and then you're talking about uh, the Zoom and how you are worried about people coming in or you only have a certain amount of spots left.
2: Right, and the deadline to register, that's what I was remembering is September 20th. So I'm going to be cutting off registration or it could even be October 1st with it being the 14th because I will be emailing the link out to people on the Monday before the conference because conference is on a Saturday and then a reminder an hour beforehand of the initial 9 a.m. session.
0: And then, so I mean, the good thing about that is, you know, people can come from all over the world, like you were saying. With you had the the speaker from Australia and whatever I don't know what time Australia is. I, I it's always
1: it'll be some... like
2: three or four in the morning her time, and also Shahar is coming from.
1: Uh oh, I think I think we we lost you for a second.
0: So, uh, so okay, I lost that last part. So, someone's
2: coming from where? Sri Lanka, Shahara Fernando. And they're wow. 12 and a half hours ahead of the Pacific time. So, she used to be the one who's talking about angel alchemy.
0: And so, yeah. So, I mean, that you got people, yeah, all times of the day. So, is that why you cho- or chose the 9 a.m. start time for that? Or is, it, uh, is that just when when you wanted to uh start it
2: that's when I want to start it that's when I'm at my best
0: yeah I feel yeah nine o'clock is usually kind of where I feel like I'm at my best too um most creative and everything always kind of see me like right around nine o'clock and I I wish I could do this show earlier I wish I could do the show at nine o'clock but it's hard being on the east coast and uh you know, trying to get people on the West coast at six o'clock in the morning to seven o'clock is, you know, early enough for people on the West coast, but that was about as far as I could stretch it for, for that. I mean, otherwise maybe i may having it, at, you know, maybe seven o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, East coast time, but then I can't really have people from the West coast coming on and doing middle, unless they're up at three in the morning. And, uh, you know, it's it's nice that we can have all these different people from all over the world. The time zones, it's a problem I like having. I like having that problem that I have to worry about time zones. But at the same time, with that worry, I get to have people from all over the world come and not have to, you know, I don't got to pay for, I'm having some sort of show. I have to pay for booking, um, like for booking for travel or lodging or anything of that sort. And that's, you know, that's a huge relief not having to worry about that. And like you're saying, they don't have to spend someone from Sri Lanka or Australia having to spend probably a full day traveling each each way. And then, you know, when they can just turn on the computer and then go, and they're, they're ready. and so um, I mean, that's pretty, pretty neat to be able to do that. and so what uh, what what are you trying to accomplish with this if because I mean, like you were saying, you're not going and trying to sell
1: people on on anything what what is what is the the desired outcome for for this
0: conference
2: for people to hopefully take control of their own healing their own health living better and healthier lives and that's my ultimate goal and that's why I also want to do a free, you know, I do the free group healing from head to toe. I do that once a month. And I also have free um, uh, healing sessions for people who want to sign up on Calendly and through my calendar. And I don't charge for any of it. If people want to give a donation, that's fine. But I don't. I have it in the little blurb on my calendar that if you'd like to give a donation, but during right after the session, I'm not going to say anything to them. I'll accept that if you, you know, need a future healing, you know, please schedule, you know, at least uh, one to two weeks in advance as my calendar of house. Cause I don't want somebody coming in and taking all three healing spots in one day. That's, That's not really beneficial for them or for me because I've already addressed the issue and it's going to take time. But I would like to see people live better, healthier, productive lives. And that's the bottom line. And so how much do you think that
1: people's wanting to heal themselves
0: or not wanting to heal themselves is going to affect their lives if they if they like how do you get someone to get to a point where they want to heal themselves and understand that it's on them and it's like no external force is going to that the external force is not the cause of what's going on and making their life difficult, and it's something that they need to be able to address on their own. Is that something that that comes up when you're doing healing?
2: Well, I recently did a video on the nature of healing and sent it to a couple of my um, healing clients and one step down, because it comes to the point where if people They don't want to be healed in the long run. And there's some people who only want the short term feeling better so they can go back and abuse their body again. I I don't want them as a client because it's a waste of my time. And it takes up a slot where somebody is really serious about having a better quality life. And I also also had um, the one client also said, I noticed that they are making some changes in their life right now, and just say, just pray for me. I don't want to go back to healing sessions, and I could, and I heard that they weren't going to be healed because of their current lifestyle. And another client uh, was, it was getting to the point where they wanted to abuse their body more and. I was the vessel for helping them heal from cancer and they were going out and not eating the right foods. And I said, I, I can't do a weekly session anymore because it kept getting later at night that they wanted me to give a healing eight o'clock, then nine o'clock because right. I get up anywhere from three thirty to four thirty in the morning, eight o'clock. I only have reserved for one client right now but I'd rather not go past the seven o'clock hour, to be quite honest. And yeah, (laughs) because by that point, I am just trying not to fall asleep. Yeah. (laughs) That's not
0: fair for the clients.
2: Right. And I'm not going to be everything that I can be. And there's some, I do remote healing with, some, with a couple of clients where I'm not physically present, but we have a select time of where I can do their healing while they're resting. So it's, I, I prefer to work with people that who are, who are really serious about healing. And I've even asked one former client, what are you going to do when, and stated Uh, circumstances happening in their life and they said throw myself more into work and because they don't want to deal with their issues and I suggested I I said well have you thought about seeking professional help and they said well I can but it's up to the person if they want to deal with their past emotional issues which do have a bearing on their physical health because they bury memories in their tissues, um, their organs. And the one woman who I helped with the you know the healing of cancer, she was taking traumatic childhood experiences and burying them in her pancreas.
0: Right. And I mean, that is very common and not very talked about um, especially with, with our culture with because then that's also someone who is going to become more of a, a customer to the pharmaceutical industry and um, or you know other 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 mental health kind of industry to just without really being able to get to those moments, those uh, those underlying issues that really need to be addressed, and just—I mean—they're going to come back eventually. And if for some reason they don't come back, like you're saying, it's it's killing them on the inside with their whatever organs or their tissues or um, even even their subconscious thought it's, it's in there. And I mean, I, I mean, I've seen before, I mean, like I got into doing that for myself. There was stuff that I did, you know, I, I held down and didn't want to address and yeah, I mean, it came back and, and I, I felt, you know, pretty bad and it was, it was nice to be able to work through that and I I try to tell people that from my experience and hopefully people can learn from it that you know just how important it is to and maybe a stuff that you don't even know you don't even know is there and that's kind of a hard part too um, to kind of preemptively work on something that you don't know is there and yeah so
2: I've been able to help a few clients with that because with the healing, I'm able to pick up a word or feel a sensation in a certain part of their body. And like the one client, I had mentioned a certain word and she hadn't even thought about it. And it involved a childhood trauma of what her parents did to her. And while they still haven't dealt with, with it, it was this is what's going on inside, so they can either choose to work in that area or not work in that area. I mean, I was a victim of uh, sexual abuse when I was a toddler, and I hadn't even spoken about it. And I remember I was in my early twenties, and I was in therapy, and or I was in my thirties, somewhere around their twenties to thirties, and. I had a therapist tell me that if you don't deal with this now, you are going to end up with cancer and told me which body part I was going because of where I was mentally affected. And it took years for me to deal with that. And I'm in my 60s now, and there's still some parts of it that I'm still dealing with. And it's not as big and looming as it used to be but I can at least bring forgiveness in with, you know, the people involved who were involved and just be able to continually let it go.
0: So you were saying that, uh, your, you say your doctor told you where the cancer was going to be. Right. Where, where did they say it was going to be? My breast. And how, how does that, correlate with uh, that trauma, that it goes and attacks attacks the breast tissue.
2: I was a teenager when that happened because of what my father did to me when he would come into my bedroom at night when my mom was working.
1: And so, but, uh, but I, so what, I guess what I'm wondering is
0: more like, so is it different different events that happen with trauma determine where the cancer will show up later in life if not dealt with is it different for different things
2: um yes it is because there are people like me who start hating their body why was it that my father and his mother were attracted to me what is there about my body and if i didn't have this in my physical appearance, then that wouldn't have happened. So what people start doing is burying their their bad memories, the negative impacts in certain areas. So if you have your breasts cut off, no one's going to look at you, is the thought process. Or if I go ahead and cut, cut up my face because someone told me I was beautiful, then I will be ugly and people won't look at me. It's like this one woman in town who I've seen, I would love to speak with her. She's extremely fearful but she has a, a she's tattooed her entire face. It's beautiful to look like a leopard. Okay. And And so was it for that reason? I don't know. I would love to speak with her, but she's extremely fearful of people. Which has me thinking that something has happened along the way.
1: Right. Um, I mean, so you you just see her randomly around town, and you
0: don't talk with her. No, does she won't nobody talk. really
2: talk with her. She won't talk with anyone. I've um, I would see her in a gro- a certain grocery store that I no longer go to, and I would say excuse me, and she just com- she completely ignores. She goes in, gets what she wants, and leaves. She doesn't even speak with the cashier. Because I've been in line behind her. And I've mentioned to her, your tattoo's beautiful. And she acts as if she, unless she's deaf. I don't know. But she's in and out. And so then
0: let, let's say hypothetically that she has some sort of
1: uh, went went through something. So I mean, where, where would you think that cancer would show up on her if, or is that
0: too hypothetical?
2: That's too hypothetical because I don't know the results. There are some people who may get cancer in their eyes or go blind because they don't like what they see or don't look like what they don't like what they have seen in the past or they see now. And some people may go deaf because they don't like what they hear. And how much of a, like, is this a hypothetical again, how
0: much of a percentage of cancer or uh, vision loss or hearing loss is part to something that happened in their past?
2: I don't know, but I would believe that there's a high amount. There's That's a high percentage of cancer. Because the people whom I've been in contact with who have had cancer has had past traumas. And so
0: why do you think that this isn't something that is being discussed in the medical community?
2: It's more discussed in the mental health community if the client opens up a doctor and a therapist are only as good as the information they receive from their patient or their client.
1: And so, I mean, do you think a doctor would say that it's, you know, that the cancer is... Because I don't know, because like, I'm very much
0: into your your method of, of healing and working from within as opposed to here, you know, take these drugs, get chemotherapy, um, don't change anything else, you know, don't change your eating habits or anything like that. Um,
1: I don't know, because I mean, I can see doctors, I don't know, not wanting to
0: because then, I mean, then they lose a customer if they're going for some alternative form. And once, once that cancer is gone, when they when they work through it and you know be able to do that, then yeah, they're out out a customer. I I have a lot of uh, distrust for a lot of the medical field. Uh,
2: Therapy is not covered by medical insurance. People are paying cash for their chemo and their immunotherapy afterwards. So all this is coming out of the person's pocket. So billions of dollars are going into the pockets of big pharma every single year, because medical insurance, they don't want to cover it. And there are doctors out there who are telling their patients, you need a healthier diet. You need to exercise. There are doctors out there who know that, okay, they're going to be out of client, but then they, a patient, but then they know another one's going to take their place. Uh,
0: You'll have the the word of mouth too, of the person who said, hey, my doctor told me something that that helped me out and uh, is looking out for looking out for me and not kind of looking out for themselves
2: right last year well last couple of years um, my blood results were coming back and it looked like I had blood cancer and my mom's father died of leukemia well I put it off going in because I wanted to see if I could change everything by diet well, when things were not no longer able to be changed, I went to the oncologist, I had my blood work done. And when I went back in, she said, I have some good news for you. I wish I had more patients that I can say this to. You don't have blood cancer. And these could be the reasons of, you don't have the marker for the blood cancer. You don't have um, the marker for leukemia, which my mom's father did. And she said, What this could be is it could be sleep apnea or it's your diet. And what it came down to was I don't have sleep apnea, but I do sleep with my mouth open at times when my sinuses are clogged and I have with because of allergies. And also, I was eating too much dark green leafy vegetables. So my blood work is now back in normal limits since I've cut back on the amount of dark green leafy vegetables that I have eaten, I have two servings a day instead of three to six servings a day. And it's, it's made a difference. So it it can just be changing, you know, your, your food intake, and you don't necessarily have cancer.
1: And so is this part of what you're going
0: to Addressed during uh, the conference, or is this is this a whole different uh, a whole different conference?
2: Well, I'm not going to be covering that in the conference. I'm just gonna we're just going to be talking about the modalities. So people have anxiety, you know, they can do kinesiology for it, and maybe going to an angel alchemist if that's what people are comfortable with. I'm presenting different modalities that I myself don't prescribe to, but that other people may. I don't wanna just present one way of doing things. But I do write blog uh, articles. I'm also a health blogger. So I do cover health um, related information on my blog articles as well as uh, doing daily health tips on Twitter and on my Facebook page. But I do more on Twitter because I can schedule my messages where I can't do that exactly on Facebook. But next year's conference will be a completely different setup than this year's conference.
0: What are you going to do next year?
2: Next year, each session will be... Um, I'll be doing a healing covering. Three of them will be different areas that I'm getting um, what I need to do. And then the last session will be a full, you know, head body healing session. So that's what's going to be different about next year than this year.
0: Uh, Have you heard of uh, scalar light healing? Yes, and I had a very adverse reaction to it. What what happened? How how'd that work with you?
2: It agitated my PTSD really Whoa. bad.
0: Whoa. <laughs> uh, so was it uh or, or like how, how'd you pick up on that? How did
2: I started getting agitated? I started um being sound sensitive. I noticed my mood was just really not there. And I went, wait a minute. These are symptoms of PTSD. So I told the person, please stop. It was a 14-day trial. Please stop, or a seven-day, the therapy. And I, within three days, I was feeling better.
0: Wow, okay.
2: So I don't recommend Scalar Light for anyone who has PTSD because it may adversely react. To their situation. Interesting. Um, and I also see flashbacks of the, with the PTSD during those.
0: Uh, yes. The, the trial. Yes. Wow. Were they like were they vivid flashbacks or were, was it? I mean, how how did that work? True.
1: Oh, I kind of losing your connection. Uh Uh-oh. Can you say that part again? I didn't hear you. Uh Uh-oh, I'm losing you. Oh, no.
2: Do you want me to sign back in?
1: Okay, no, no, no. I think you're okay
2: now.
0: So can you say that last part again?
2: Yeah, I started having um, day visions, and I also, during my sleep, it was as if I was back in the episode the traumatic episode, which caused the PTSD. Wow! And so, what happened
0: when you said that uh, that you wanted to stop the the trial run? They said, "Okay,
2: not a problem."
0: Did they say this has happened before, or anything um, like that? They or? said,
2: "Well, if you just hang in there, you may see more positive results." I'm like more positive to where I, you know, because these things had brought me years ago to being suicidal. And I thought, I don't want to keep hanging in there with all this negativity going on. And I, you know, I have different things that I do to keep the PTSD at bay. And I usually don't have problems with it, but maybe once every year and a half, but this really brought it up really bad. And I noticed that recently I've had some PTSD episodes start because I when I I know that when I get uh, sound sensitive, I just cut back on activity. I do more meditation, and that seems to keep things calm down. So,
0: yeah. Well, so once you get to that point, that's when you're able to reassess the situation and be able to. You pull back and kind mm-hmm. of get yourself out of where it is going, and yeah, is that uh effective? Like, what percentage of the time with you 99% of the
2: time,
0: 95 to 99%? Ah, that's pretty good. And so, uh, how would you teach someone that if you could, or is that just something that you have to? know what what to look for because it's probably different with every person
2: i didn't understand why i was having these episodes where i wanted to lash out at people and back in 2015 um, i had a, doctors wouldn't tell me and i had been to therapists and they never said anything so i tried a new therapist and she told me these are the warning signs of ptsd and gave me a whole paper on it and then told me what I could do meditation, go for a walk, be in a quiet place, stay off social media as much, stay off of the text messaging as much, and get back to a simpler way of life, which I have basically done. Even though I have technology, I know when to stop it. And there are times where I even shut my computer off, not to watch a movie on there. I have a portable DVD player that's it's a standalone. I have DVDs of movies and I just go in my bedroom, curl up on my bed, and before it was with my dog and now they don't have her. I have a doll and I'll sit her next to me. And this was recommended by a therapist because it'll be my doll will be keeping me company and I watch a movie there
1: because then I shut out the electronic world. Yeah. And I mean, it's nice. And I've talked to a lot of people who,
0: you know, being able to shut off the electronic world. It's nice to be able to go back and forth, but some people, uh, you know, are either all in or all out. And um, yeah, it's nice being able to leave for a while and just Get away, yeah, and uh again yeah, back there i have you know, my tv vcr combo right there and you know still i don't as many tapes i used to have but yeah I, I like to get to that turn all this stuff off and yeah just not worry about answering anything back or i'll get to it when i get to it and you know it's something that.
1: I don't know if people
0: understand that that's something that we can still do, that we can just turn it off for a while and come back and it's okay. I think the world's not going to end if if you're not connected 24-7 into
1: whatever this this existence is. And, um, and yeah, I think that could,
0: be causing a lot of unnecessary uh, whatever for a lot of people. And I, what the it's not going to come out for probably, you know, 10, 20 years. The, the studies on this about how much, you know, uh, social media and a lot of other stuff is really going to be uh, adversely affecting different people in many different ways. And I mean, they're starting some- to, but.
2: Yeah, there's some, it's showing that Generation X or Z feels the loneliness even because they're not learning socializing skills. They've had the pandemic. And also what they don't realize is they don't understand how to communicate with a real life person, which Zoom would help. And it it's a good tool for socializing in person instead of a phone where all you're doing is holding and texting. That is so impersonal. But also what people don't realize, you had mentioned they're con- being connected 24 seven, get up in the middle of the night, check their, their phone, check you know their tablet or whatever's going on because they don't wanna feel left out. They're overstimulating their brain. And by overstimulation, they don't realize what they're doing is their brain's not getting any rest and the healing of your body and if your mind happens while you're sleeping and you get quality sleep so right. ariana um huffington found out the the you know the worst way about exhaustion and what happened to her at work because she was working non-stop well if somebody's um could, that you can black out without notice you can incur a head injury and it it depends on how much you've hit your head in the past, how much brain damage is it going to eventually show on an MRI. And it's, you know, I was having problems. I no longer have messenger on my phone and Facebook's not active on my phone. I have to come to a computer and that doesn't get turned on until I turn it on or if I choose to go to it. And I slowly weaned myself off of the amount of time I was checking my emails and checking messages to the point where I could actually go 24 hours without even turning my computer on. Right, and I mean, how many people can say that now? There are quite a few people who have left Facebook, who have left social media, because they didn't like the intrusion of not being able to they wanted to live life off of electronics
0: right and i mean yeah with uh, generation z or whatever they're they're called i mean try to get them to try, try to give them a phone call and see if they pick up but they won't pick up but then you know six seconds later, you get this, this text saying, Oh, what are you doing? Trying to call me. Uh, it's just, yeah. Like that. What? Uh, why, why aren't you just texting? And um, yeah, I mean, there's a big disconnect
1: with that. And um, I don't know. I, I the, Yeah. The pandemic really
0: took a lot of things, a lot of different ways. And there was so much, that could have come from it that were so was so beneficial, but it became easier. And then with being, having your phone all the time, you get these little serotonin boosts and that's what you're going for. You're the, the scroll of, oh yes. Oh, all right. Okay. And then that, that's all you're going. That's how you get happy. That's how people think you get happy is from what you see that pops up that makes you feel good for two and a half seconds. And then you see something that that sucks, and you're miserable for a day. And but then, just... on the
2: flip side of that, parents learned how to be parents, and, and couples got to re, you know, reconnect with each other, other than passing through. And parents actually got to know their children.
0: Right, and I think that's important, especially with how much it wasn't, you know, going from. Uh, like like my generation of a bunch of latchkey kids and um to it went to a lot of here here's here's a a tablet uh a phone when you're like two, two years old don't talk to me you just take care of this and now it's yeah being able to kind of have that reemergence of um
1: uh, some sort of uh, parent. Uh, offspring kind of you know
0: actual relationship and so i mean i i hope that enough of it happened uh you know during that time and not just yeah hey here's this leave me alone um but yeah, I, I don't know yeah
2: the tv was while. my babysitter
0: yeah me too and uh and what, what yeah that was what it was and yeah oh man yeah that's here, pop, front the TV for a while, and uh, wait till we get home. And
2: here's the coloring book and play, and then my mom would come in. She'd be in the kitchen making dinner, and she'd come into the living room and she'd say, "Gloria, who are you talking to?" My imaginary friends. I was lonely, literally right. lonely. My brother wasn't. I don't know where he was. I think he was in. Um, we shared a bedroom because we were so young, and he would be upstairs in his bedroom and then when it was his turn to watch a program I would sit there and bug him because I wanted interaction and I didn't get it from my mom my dad or my brother
0: and so then that became I mean that led to even more wanting to have that but realizing it's not happening and i think that's happening a lot right now with and it's maybe starting to get some talked
1: about but still uh, i don't know and and if it is talked about it's being talked about
0: but there's not really solutions that are being made for how to better that as much as there should be
2: well, yeah, the boy, person has to take yeah. that and do it them, for themselves. You can present, it's like you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Right? They, they're presented with the information, but unless they stop, if they want to change their life, they need to change what they're doing in order for things to happen. And meeting new people can be scary. Go, you know, to you can go to meetup.com and, and be in a group environment if you're not comfortable one-on-one and just, you could, <laughs> excuse me, you can just go ahead and soak things up from a meeting. Yeah.
0: And I, I would encourage more people to do that, especially, I mean, yeah, just any way you can. And um, I mean, yeah, I like with this, I, it's, it's nice being able to, you know, I, cause I don't, I don't know I don't have anyone here that I'm really like I go out and hang out with friends or anything out so it's nice having this where I can get my time where I interact with people and it's mm-hmm. not just you know nothing or you know sitting at home and uh yeah texting or something but yeah it's at least something yeah i Meet new people all every day, and so oh, yeah, I, I I wasn't doing that before, and so
1: yeah, I mean it's it's good to have this kind of yeah uh, a way of being able to interact and uh, yeah just kind of exist and yeah not having to have
0: no other options. It, if you don't leave if you don't go out because i mean back then if you didn't go out like you, you can maybe call people on the phone yeah. but even then it was yeah it was, it was still, before a call waiting right yeah and then, uh yeah <laughs> I, I came from a family of six with uh you know one telephone so it was there wasn't a lot of time i had on the telephone so it's usually like hey get out of the house go go find someone to go, go play with or something, but yeah, it it was, uh, yeah, not as easy. Not everyone has one of these uh, little things attached at their hand, uh, most of the day. And, but, um, so back to, back to your conference. So this is the, I, I like how it's first annual meaning that there will be, more coming up. Um, yes. It's it's not just it's not just the healing conference. It's the first annual healing conference, and um, so and then people have to have it in by September thirty first or thirtieth. I guess 30th or 30 October days October
2: 1st yeah or October 1st o-
0: October 1st
2: that's when I will yeah I'll cut it off on the first so yes September 30th it would be nice if everyone would go ahead and email me then because if you're going to register the day of the conference I'm I'm not going to be there doing that because I'll be I'll be in a different mode of not no longer adding people I yeah would like-
0: you're in the mode of heading a Conference, and you know making sure all those pieces are in working order, and that's I mean uh, just even then, just just making sure everyone who's a speaker shows up, making sure that there are no connection issues, um, and that everyone who is online already uh, attending the conference can see everything that's going on. just those three things alone are plenty to worry about as opposed to having people coming in and try and do stuff last minute so
2: right and i'm going to be you know i'm promoting this hard and heavy so that gives me at least a week just to relax and calm down a week and a half and if there are connection issues i do have a backup plan already in place
0: oh that's good yeah and yeah always good to have that backup plan I, i talked with someone who did a music show it was some uh one that was where they were i think they were somewhere in europe but then they had people from all over the world and then trying to coordinate all that and then you know someone has some sort of connection issue trying to have that backup plan and so yeah uh yeah i mean i I assume it's gonna go great and so then if people want to get a hold of you and do that there's there it is right there gloria has five at gmail.com and so If they want to get a hold of you otherwise, where do they go? How do they do that?
2: I prefer by email, but I am on um, Facebook at gloria.hass.9 or at Gloria Hass on Twitter.
0: Okay, easy. And yeah, so yeah, thank you for coming back on. I'm happy we got to talk some more and, uh, you you know, get to, yeah, get get to learn some more and have people get to know a little bit more about you. So. Yeah, and so I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll keep in touch, all right? Okay, thank you. All right, you're welcome. All right, that's Gloria Haas. So you guys, check her out. Go to the conference. Go to the conference. Go to to it. Uh, Ace Ventura, you guys. Uh, Heinz Kiss of Elements, trainer of Dolphin. And then maybe two people are going to get that. So if you do, great. So thank you guys so much for being here and listening and maybe watching, listening, if you can't stand looking at my face, whatever it is. So thank you guys for being here and on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN. And check out the other shows on the network, such as When the Gloves Come Off, The Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Saved by the Ben. The show is brought to you by Fred Ben Savage as fuck. Stoneries Productions. Hardcore Entertainment. Hypnosis is great. And SockEmUp.org. you guys like, share, subscribe, check it out on Rumble or YouTube. Or anywhere you listen online for podcasts. And
1: that is the show. Man. Boom.
0: It's Rusty Diamond, Motherfucker! It's Rusty Diamond, Motherfucker! Ernest!
1: Ernest! (coughs)
0: Ernest.
1: <coughs> yes, Pee-wee. You brought the snacks, right?